four. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, uh, Joel, welcome back. Uh, big Eagle Farm meeting this week. Ten races, not quite as big as last week's, but um, Queensland Oaks, interesting race, has produced uh, some really good winners over the years. Winks, of course, Ethereal. Uh, Dewis last year uh, backed up and did pretty well as a four-year-old. Do you think there's a potential star among the field this year? Yeah, g'day, Barks and listeners. Uh, yeah, look, it's a it's a pretty competitive race. Um, I think there are a lot of chances. Interesting, you know, you've got a few horses coming off the real wet tracks in Sydney, which is always a bit of a query. Um, and just a couple of... I think there's a couple there that sort of 2200 is right at their limit and probably Barb Raid is one of them. Um, you know, she sort of got every chance uh, last week in the Roses and, and sort of just clung on at 2000. So yeah, maybe if it was 2400, they wouldn't be going to the Oaks. But the 2200 uh, probably gives a couple of fillies like her just uh, their outside chance. Um, I guess the, the, there is one with sort of one that we haven't seen sort of at stakes level yet that has got a lot of upsides. It's number 12, Aravine. I think she's a very interesting runner here because uh, again she comes off that heavy track win in sydney so just a bit tricky to see how that's going to line up on what's going to be a pretty firm deck there at eagle farm on saturday so it'll be completely different conditions but she's certainly uh, coming through the grades very well so i think it's a wide open race and um yeah i, I think gypsy goddess is probably unders at, i think she's about 380 um yeah she's going to be a chance but i think uh, you'll probably get better on the day and dan uh, speaking of uh, the firmer deck, uh, we've had a very wet autumn, as everyone knows, in um, Sydney and Brisbane. Do you think um, there's going to be some value there on Saturday, a few uh, form turnarounds, uh, now that we're on, on a good deck and they've been racing on some very wet ones? Yeah, more, more than likely. We've had a couple of horses um, who've come out last week and didn't, really fire as expected i guess uh because and the, and the excuse given by connections was that they just had such a testing run on that uh, on a heavy ground at uh, eagle farm and doombin early in the carnival so look i think there will be some form turnarounds no doubt about that um i think uh, quite a few runners on the day you'll just have to look at their last run and and be a bit forgiving <clears throat> um and there'll be horses that might be flooded well, their last starts who might not fire this week like it was last like there was last weekend. So, look, I think there's plenty of even races. I think um, <clears throat> be you know aren't as big as last week. I think that it is still a, a pretty tough day to try and jag a couple of winners. But look, we'll see what unfolds. But I think a very good race, the Oaks, and um, a good undercard as well. So, looking forward to it as always. All righty. Well, uh, it is a big card, and there is there are ten races, and eight of them are at black type level. Oh, well, at least uh, seven of them are, and then there's a very rich race that's not black type. So we'll take you through those race eight, uh, those eight races. And we'll start in race three. That is the Treasury Brisbane, the Phoenix, fifteen hundred meter set weights events for it sets set weights event for two year olds at listed level. Dan, how'd you read this one? There's a short price favourite in the field in political debate. And um, look, he's on top for me. The Colt needs to, needs a win to assure himself in the st- at a start in uh, next week's Group 1, JJ Atkins. And look, I think he can do it here. Look, really like the way he hit the line last start in the Champagne Classic um, from a long way back. The winner, Swiss Exile, 
controlled from the front, and he was political debate was by far the best of the by far the best of the backmarkers. He's a bit of a step up in trip, twelve hundred to fifteen hundred meters here, but the breeding suggests he'll uh, he'll handle that. Um, and I think he justifies the the uh, the market support for him and gets the job done. So ten on top for me. I've got Ringmaster in next <clears throat> the six. Does have to contend with a bit of a tricky draw, but um, like the look of this Zoo Star gelding, the first the debut run, run at Warwick Farm was excellent behind Luna Rocks, ran some of the quickest late splits of the day on the heavy track, and then one on the synthetic last start. Um, didn't beat a whole heap, but did all that he was needed to there. Went forward and and um, got the job done. Ridden like the best horse in the race. He'll go back from this wide draw and be safe one last crack at him. And look, I think he's over the odds in this field. In for third, I got 12, West of Africa. Um, thought it was a pretty good run last start from a long way back. And in for fourth, I have the one, Liberty Steps, crying out for 1,500 metres, I think. Um, <clears throat> just left himself with too much to do last start, but I thought it was make a good ground late in the size. 10, 6, 12, 1 for me. Uh, similar numbers for me. I'm with the favourite as well, political debate. Good on debut, chasing home Resonator and then yeah, real eye-catcher at Eagle Farm the other day. I think the step up in distance should be right up his alley by so you think. Out of his abeal mare, so pedigree certainly suggests so. I'm going to throw the Kiwi in for second, number five, Sharp and Smart. He threw the race away on debut, should have won, and then went from 1,300 to 1,600. And again, was a bit green, but still got up on the line. He's he's going to be very strong at the end of 1,500 here, and they've got Hugh Bowman to ride. So I think he's right in the mix. Uh, six, Ringmaster in for third. Yeah, fought back when challenged, when looking like going under as an odds-on favourite there on the synthetic. But I think back on the turf and, you know, he's getting better with... Will get better with racing. Uh, so I think he can measure up and in for fourth, uh, number 12, West of Africa, coming off that uh, heavy run up the Gold Coast. I like the four weeks between runs, having had that run on the wet ground. He was heavily back there. So I think there's a fair bit of uh, opinion of him. I think he can run well, but 10 on top from 5, 6 and 12. Another two-year-old race, this one for the Phillies, is race four. It is the City Property Services Bill Carter Stakes. Uh, 1,200 metres set weights, another listed race, Dan. The market's missed one here in the form of the two, Plimstock, uh, Godolphin Philly, who, look, had a, <clears throat> like a, a few of these had a bit of an interrupted campaign. It was meant to run a couple of weeks ago and uh, in that washed-out meeting. So is now five weeks between runs, but... Her run in, Del, in the Del Rallo, I thought, was excellent, over a 1,000 metres. She was sort of under underwriting before the turn there and just kept coming, was strong through the line into third behind Exo Lady, um, who then ran second to Swiss Exile um, next start. So <clears throat> up to 1,200 metres, I think, is going to be key for Plimstock here. Um, I think over the odds, it's sort of 16 to 1. In for second, I have the 7 Midnight in Tokyo. So I gave it... Pretty good chance to first up at, at a big price. She was sort of well back there. Um, she had some big some support. I think she was sort of 81 into 31. So a bit of specking for her. And she ran really well behind Natuno. Looks a future star. Um, so she's clear second pick the seventh. Zugotcha in next. Two runs in Sydney have been good, both in both at Metro level, both on heavy 10. So finds a dry track for the first time and does have to come with a bit of an awkward draw. So... I think short enough in the market. Um, in for fourth, I got the 11 stroll. 275-11 for me. 
Yeah, I agree with Daniel. I think the market's missed Plimstock. I've made her the best of the day, um, certainly at, at Eagle Farm. Anyway, I really like her. I like the look of these rib chesters. There's a few of them around there. Started as showing a lot of promise. Uh, this is a half-sister to Trekking, so she's got a good pedigree. I thought it was an excellent run first up. And, uh, yeah, I really like the double figures around her each way. Uh, to beat one XO lady on the backup from last week, uh, probably just didn't run 1,400, but back to 1,200. Uh, looks uh, positive. She chased home Swiss Exile at 1,200 at her previous run, and, and he ran really well in that size last week. So the form around her is good. Uh, in for third, number five, Zugotcha. Just got that tricky gait, and she's coming off the two heavy 10 runs, very wet tracks in Sydney. So just, um, yeah, a bit of a query, but she's certainly showing a fair bit of promise. And 12, Bazique in for fourth. Well-bred filly by Spirit of Boom out of Karuda Queen, was well-backed on debut and never really going to lose. This is a tougher test, but I think she can uh, certainly step up and, and be somewhat competitive. But, uh, yeah, I'm keen on number two from 1, 5 and 12. Race five is another listed race at Eagle Farm on Saturday. It is the Madame Sass Lightning Handicap 1,000-metre listed quality, Dan. Yeah, I've gone with the two on top, Esther LaRocca. Um, look, I was quite keen on two starts ago in the Ascot Handicap, and she just was a, quite a disappointing run. She looked to be travelling okay to the turn, but just let down and... Failed to let down in the straight eagle farm there. Dropped dropped right out to the rear. She then dropped back and tripped 900 metres. Uh, sorry, dropped back to the 900 metres start last time. A heavy eight. She seemed to get through the heavy quite well. And she ran over the top of Rem, Rem Laps Gem, um, who was uh, really inform, informed runner at the time. I think it won the past four starts. So she's good that day. Sla Rocker, I think she can go one, She can win again here. She gets a dry track, but... She has won five starts on dry ground. It's just a horse that gets through all conditions. Uh, the extra 100 metres, I don't think will bother her. She's won a couple of good races in Melbourne over the trip. Um, and she's, you know, she can just sort of hold that form from last start. I think she's over the odds in this. The two, very speedy mare. In for second, I've got the five, Needorp. I think it's another who's over the odds um, around that double figure price. A horse that absolutely flies fresh. And the recent trial was very good. <clears throat> in for third, I've got Contemptuous. Has an outstanding record. Um, I think maybe probably a bit too short at the moment around that 350 mark. Just very, very classy horse. Just thinks a bit better over 1,200 metres, um, this guy. And I think <clears throat> at 1,000 might be a couple other, you know, a couple others a bit sharper than, but, but could be wrong and um, wouldn't shock if he was to win. Just thought it was a bit short at the current price, but certainly uh, in the in the top four and in for fourth, I got the eleven stoical two five seven eleven. Yeah, we're seeing it very similar today. Me and Dan, I'm with Esther LaRocca as well. I'm surprised that you can get eleven or twelve dollars. I thought um, that seemed to be over the odds for mine. She's up a couple of kilos and. Yeah, she comes off a heavy back onto the dry, but as Daniel said, she's got a terrific dry record. She's very consistent. Honest mare. I think she's a good play each way. I'm with the mares in this race. In fact, I think number nine is a danger. Boom Nova. She's absolutely flying this prep. She's run good time in winning both her 1,000-metre starts at Eagle Farm. So and we do know that um, you know, it's a bit of a horses for courses theory here at Eagle Farm. And, and she's had two goes and won very well both times. Just walked in last start. So I think she can measure up. Uh, in for third, number five, Needorp. She did win on a soft seven at the end of her last campaign. But the drier, the better for her, and she'll get a sweet run from a good draw 
And in for fourth, I put number one, Usmanov, who chased home Remlap's gem uh, first up. And then behind Esther LaRocca last time, probably just found it too wet, was caught wide and just sort of battled. But uh, from an inside gate back on top of the ground, he's also got a good record here at Eagle Farm. I think he can bounce back. But I'm with two from nine, five and one. Race six at Eagle Farm on Saturday is the race I mentioned earlier that isn't actually black type, but is worth half a million bucks. It is the Magic Millions National Classic. It is for fillies and mares over 1,600 metres at weight for age. And, Dan, we see your best of the day come up here. Yeah, pretty keen on Nudge, the Waller train mare. <coughs> thought very good at Not a horse that generally comes to hand first up, but thought she was excellent in the Hawkesbury Crown. Um, at Group 3 level, um, got back as she does in her races and ran on well into sixth. But there wasn't much covering the first sort of six or seven in the run. She was only a length off the winner. Um, so it was a good, very good effort first up. 1,600 metres, second up, keys um, for her. And uh, dry, dry conditions is, a, is the conditions to suit her. I was pretty keen on her the meeting two weeks ago that was eventually washed out. That was even on a wet track, but... <clears throat> Much more confident on her on a dry on dry ground. I think she'll be really hard to beat here and on um, on track. I'd imagine for a, a tilt, another tilt of the Tats Tiara race. She ran second in last year, so nudge on top for me. And for second, I got the stable mate too, Kiku. Not hopeless on wet ground, but I think it's going to be good to see her back on top of the ground here. Um, Running some good races this preparation with um, you know second in emancipation behind promise, promise of success. Uh, Thought was quite all right in the coast at Gosford last start. Not a track that's overly going to suit her, but um, I think tracking up this prep quite well without winning certainly deserves a win. Uh, Bell Placer in for third, ran down Cherry Tortoni last start. Um, it's obviously good form for this, and she's now a dual stakes winner over 1600 metres. Bell Placer, and in for, thir- in for fourth, sorry, I've got the three, a tissue. One, two, four, and three. Tricky race here because there's just no speed on paper. There are a lot of back markers in this. I'm going to go with number three, a tissue, hoping that she jumps because we know she's had her issues in the barriers. But her last couple of runs, she's been back at least getting away with them and performing well. The third in the Hawkesbury Cup and the Scone Cup. She's really 16 in the Scone Cup. She actually began on terms but got dragged back and she flew home for third. I like the booking of Tim Clark because he was aboard her when she won the Bill Ritchie. It was a race she needed to win to get into the Epsom. There was plenty of intent and they put her on speed. She sat in the first three or four. So I reckon Tim Clark's a significant booking here. He can, As long as she jumps, I think they'll push forward and that might give her a chance here. Uh, to beat number one, Nudge, I think she's the one to beat. Hasn't won since this race last year, but she's performed very well and hasn't had a lot of luck. Um, just things have sort of conspired against her to, to see her not reach the winner's stall, but she certainly put in some good performances. Uh, two kick her in for third. Barrier one gives her her chance to settle closer and run well. And in for fourth, number four, Belle Placer. Probably would have rather be on a wet track uh, as opposed to the dry, but she's going very well this prep and did win on the dry last time in Adelaide. So I think she's going well enough to include at this level. But uh, maybe the speed map suits a tissue if she can begin on terms. Three from one, two and four. First leg of the quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race seven, New Turf Spear Chief Handicap, 1,500 metre listed quality, Dan. There's not much speed on in this race either. Looking down the field, there's no real um, natural on paces. There'll be a couple that go take it up, but I don't think it'll be an overly quick race. 
I've gone with one in the 10, Legay Soleil, who look, does get back in her races generally, but there's been instances where she sort of settled midfield. I think she does possess a pretty sharp sprint on her, so they're not going overly quick. I think she can have the turn of foot to, um, you know, she's in the clear. She can certainly run these down. I've just, she was pretty disappointing face value at Scone first up. Um, John, O'Shea, John O'Shea mentioned that she's probably a better horse outside runners rather than sort of in between them. She sort of hemmed away um, near the fence there and, yeah, just never really <clears throat> ran on. She's far better than that. Some of her wins have been very, very impressive. 54 kilos here, I think. Um, look, she needed a bit to go right, but <clears throat> I think she's a very good mare on her day, so I'm going to give her another chance in this. I've got profit in next to three. <clears throat> Excuse me, having a good preparation earlier um, in the campaign. Tackled stakes races at his last couple and saw heavy tracks in both. Um, Chris Anderson actually took him to Scone to sort of get away from the a wet track and the rain came and they saw a heavy nine that day in the Scone Cup and he just doesn't go on, the, on those um, really wet tracks. So back on a dry ground will suit him. Um, he's certainly a winning case, a winning chance. Kubrick, very good first up in the Archer. They only finished about two lengths off Apache Chase, a subsequent group one winner. And in for fourth over the four Bonham. Over the odds, I think, here, she's a classy mare on a day. She's a group one winner in New Zealand. Um, just didn't fire on a heavy track first up. She hasn't really fired in three Australian starts, to be honest, but maybe back on it to a good track. Um, she can sort of show something near her best. I think she's over the odds in this. 10, 3, 1, and 4. Yeah, this is a tricky race, but uh, I'm going to go with one of my old favourites here in Charm Me Baby, number five. Didn't do a lot first up at Scone, but wasn't really her race. She was first up since January, 1300, always going to be a touch sharp. She's never won second up. She could still be one run away, but getting to the 1500 and getting a good draw, she usually settles back half, but at least she won't have to do t too much early work. And we saw her perform very well up in Brisbane last prep albeit on some wet tracks, but her drive form's very good as well. So I'm not really concerned with that. And I think at $26, she's over the odds and, and can run a, a good race each way. Uh, Bull Finch in for second, number 11. Five weeks between runs, I guess, has got to be a tiny query. But he's going really well now up in Queensland. He seemed to, seems to be settling in well in Australia. His first couple of preps, he sort of over-raced a few times and, and didn't offer a lot, but he seems to be racing very well now. Uh, eight in for third, never no more. Comes through weaker races, but I'm a huge fan of acquitted. So I'm just sort of going to bank on that form line. He drops from 61 to 54. I was surprised that the market really found him. I think he opened up favourite. I was surprised at that, but I think he can measure up and run a, a cheeky race. And I've got the Mayor Legay Soleil in for fourth, number 10. Yeah, I think she can certainly improve off that run at Scone. But five on top for me from 11, 8 and 10. Race eight, second leg of the Quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday is the Ascot Green Morton Cup, used to be known as the QTC Cup. It is over 1,200 metres. It's group two at set weights and penalties. Fun fact, 12 of the past 15 winners of this race have been aged three or four. So it's a young horse's race, but uh, there's a lot of old ones up the top. Uh, shooting for gold is four. Tumbler Ridge is four. Sir Warwick is four. Babylon Berlin is four. Let's Be Glam is four. Going for one of those, Dan? I am. And with Let's Be Glam on top, who 
probably anticipated. It was we're not going to get a run as a sixth emergency last week, and that's how that's how it unfolded. But I'm going to put her on top again here in what look what looks a harder race um, to that stakes race last weekend, the Helen Coughlin. Um, this is a tougher race. as Morton <clears throat> Cup, um, 53 kilos, good draw. Does tick a couple of boxes for mine. Um, as I mentioned last week, the last start run in the Bright Shadow was very good. She was never really better than four wide the trip. Um, like the tenacity she showed, given a good kick in the straight and was only really run down late um, by a couple of handy mares. She's run third there, stuck on well. It was a good effort. Fitter now, as I said, gets a better draw this time around um, and gets back onto a preferred dry track. So <clears throat> the 11 on top for me, in for second. I've got the five shooting for gold, who just not as effective on a heavy track as he showed last start. Um He's had the four weeks since been kept fresh for this, which he races well when kept fresh, and I think he can really give a good sight here. We take some running down; it'll take some holding out the five. In for third, I got the three Nikonova, um, such an honest gelding, very good in the BRC sprint last start, and in for fourth, uh, the one Kementari. favourite here, but what was a little bit against him. It was a um, better on affected ground, I think, but look. Obviously, a classy gelding on his day. Can't be left out of the top four. 11, 5, 3, and 1. Yeah, I tossed up here between 9 and 5, but I'll lean the way of 9, Babylon Berlin. Didn't see the best of her first up in Brisbane. Uh, she was slow away. And then I think James McDonald may have lost his iron as well, too, for 100 metres. And she just, you know, she was out of her comfort zone. Most of her best runs in New Zealand where she's riding the speed. She had 59 as well. And, and yeah, I think it was just a forget run. If she begins on terms, I expect it to be much closer to the pace here. She drops to 54 and a half. And on her form in New Zealand around Levante, Rock and Horse, and on Trivier, she's more than capable of measuring up here. She just needs to begin on terms. Five shooting for gold. Real fan of his. He's a good horse. Uh, he's had the two runs back from a spell. I think back on top of the ground. Suits. He's going to be uh, powering home at the, uh, the closing stages of this. In for third, number two, Baller. Might be an improver. Hasn't done much at weight for age two runs this prep. But I think back on top of the ground, a good draw, Hugh Bowman to ride. He can improve at a bit of a price. And one, Kementari. Probably prefers to sting out of the ground these days, but he seems to be going well enough. Um, yeah, if you didn't do much last start, but prior to that was a good win at Randwick. So I think he's worth including in the numbers, albeit probably wanted it a little bit wetter. Nine on top for me from five, two and one. The big one at Eagle Farm on Saturday and the third leg of the quarter is race nine, Channel 7, Queensland Oaks. As you mentioned, it's over 2,200 metres these days. Set weights for three-year-old fillies worth 700,000. Fun fact, four of the past six winners have been last start winners. Four of the past six winners have been Sydney-trained favourites. Five of the past six have jumped from gate nine or wider and saddle costs one to four have provided seven. The past eight winners. Well, Gypsy Goddess ticks three of those four boxes. Isn't a last start winner, but second in the ATC Australian Oaks last start and the last six of the last six ATC Oaks place getters to run in the Queensland Oaks. Three winners and one second. But I get the feeling neither of you boys are tipping her. Dan, take it away. Yeah, I found a couple to beat her. I... Belle Savoie was very good last start in the Roses. I sort of didn't – I left her out of the top four anyway. I just wasn't sure, you know, with the four weeks off, 
1,600 up to 2,100 metres, a trip she'd never seen before, but she was uh, very good and strong through the line. Barbara Aidit was um, there to be beaten. It was a very tough win in the Roses last weekend, and Belle Savoy got within a head. But I think with the extra 100 metres, I think she can turn the tables. Um, Belle Savoy, she's on top for me. I think the third place to get her out of that race, Smirk, can run a big race up to 2,200 metres as well. Um she only really just missed those two in the run. She did have a good run in transit, but just sort of peaked, peaked on a run there late. Um, I think the, the week back, the weeks back, we'll do the world of good. I think she's well over the odds. Um, smirk, so it goes in the numbers for sure. Barb Raider has to be included. Such an honest filly. She's um, been thrown in the deep end for much of her career, and she's pretty much handled every um, assignment thrown at her with really well, barring the heavy heavy track miss in, a, in early in the autumn in Sydney. Very good in the Oaks, Australian Oaks two back, and then last start winning the Roses. I think she's going to give a sight. Just 2,200 metres will certainly be the um, – she won't want any further than that. And in for fourth, I have the two Gypsy Goddess. That wide draw, look, she'll get back in her race, but <clears throat> she'll need to be pretty good from back there. She's, I think she's the best horse in the race. Um, just wonder how much work she'll need to do from that wide gate. She'll need a – a gun of a ride from Willie Pike, who's certainly um, capable of providing one. 11, 14, 1 and 2. Yeah, wide open race. You can go a number of different ways here. I am going to go for a bit of value in number five, Mokalua. All her dry form is very good, this filly. She has struck a, a number of wet tracks in her career. Um, I think she's going really well. I thought it was a good effort at Doombin. The Gold Coast bracelet, that was a tough run. She was three and four wide all the way. And then, interestingly, she didn't contest the Roses last week. They instead put her in the Fred, the Fred Best over 1,400. She was wide. She finished off very strongly there. Beaten less than two lengths. Just like that you know, fresh leg approach here. Clary Connors, he knows what it takes to win an Oaks. They've got Nashville Willer back on board. And I think from a good draw, she's worth a little play at big odds. I've thrown 16 in for second, Lavilli. I thought she was very good in the Roses last week because the tempo really slackened mid-race and she started to over-race a little bit. Uh, when Hugh Bowman got her into the clear at sort of the 300, I thought she was just going to explode and finish over the top of them. And she couldn't quite reel those leaders in. They had a pretty comfortable time of it on speed. And they ran home a pretty good last 600. So I thought she was good there, but in a length and a half. She's drawn well. That was This will be the third run in Australia. I think she's just ready to peak on grand final day. Uh, in for third, number three, Glint of Hope, who got a lovely run, lovely ride in Adelaide when beating Barb Raider. But I think there's still plenty more upside about her. And I'll put Barb Raider in for fourth. Very consistent. Uh, she'll run a, her very honest race. She just needs to get sort of the right run to run 2,200. But uh, five for me from 16, three and one. And finally, at Eagle Farm on Saturday, fourth leg of the quaddy is race 10. Nova 106.9 Queensland Day Stakes. 1,200 metre listed weight race for three-year-olds at set weights, Dan. I like, I like a couple of races earlier in the day. This one is plenty of speed engaged. And I think that will set up nicely for ingratiating my top pick. Um, very good colt on his day, as we know. It has been a while since his most recent win, you know, 300 days. Um, but look, he's been running in some pretty good races since. He's run third in the Manicado. Well, the run of the Coolmore stud um, wasn't too bad in the spring as well. And even an Oakley played earlier um, this prep. <clears throat> Thought he was quite good from a long way back. Um, it's one of the weaker races he's seen. Back onto a dry track suits and 
think uh, we'll get every chance here. Ingratiating. Stable, mate. Alferic in for seconds. Uh, look, going through the grades, this prep um, wasn't disgraced at stakes level last time in in Melbourne um, and deserves a crack at this sort of level based on his recent form. Um, it's all been on heavy tracks, this, or wet tracks this prep, so has to do it on a dry track now. Um, certainly good enough. Shakira, I think, is the best roughie. Also, it's another sort of seen some pretty hot races of late. Um, a, a good track here will suit him. And in for fourth, I have the 11 Stellar Magic. I thought it's been quite good. It was two runs uh, back from a spell of being better than the form would read. My numbers, uh, 2, 3, 1 and 11. Yeah, not really sure about this race. It's a bit tricky, but um, I've gone with 6 RNT. Had a tough run there last time out. I thought he stuck on very well. I don't mind him coming back to 1,200 metres. He looks a pretty promising sprinter. Uh, in for second, number 12, Enterprise Pom. Yet again, another wide barrier. She's going to need to uh, negate that pretty quickly. She wasn't able to do that in the bright shadow last time out. If she can do it here, she's more than capable of uh, of winning. She beats Savaboom two back, and there's a big discrepancy in the odds. Uh, this stage, in for third, number two, ingratiating. Certainly, if he finds his best, he can win. And three, Athoric is the one with winning form. But as Daniel said, just needs to, uh, I guess, apply himself on the drier tracks as opposed to those wet surfaces he's been racing on in New South Wales. Six on top for me from 12, two and three. Okay, wrapping up a massive program at Eagle Farm. Dan's best was race six, number one, Nudge. Value bet race eight, number 11, Let's Be Glam. Joel, I believe your best was race four, number two, Plimstock. Uh, Did you tell us about your value bet? Uh, yeah, my value is going to be a Babylon Berlin, race eight, number nine. All righty. Uh, we will head south to Rose Hill Gardens, where it may be a bit wetter than it is in Brisbane. There is a black type race there, but it's reasonably early on the program because uh, it hasn't attracted a massive field. It is race five, the Furphy Winter Cup, a listed quality over 2,400 metres. Joel, you like Papalino? Yeah, he's been a bit of a heartbreaker this prep because uh, I've been on him twice at, I think, 50 to 1, and both times he's run fourth. So hopefully we're going to collect something off him this time. I think he's going well. Uh, French import, who showed a bit in Victoria in a couple of runs and then just struck hard tracks, and he just wasn't handling it. But uh, since joining Matthew Smith, obviously he's been finding wet tracks this time in. And he's finished off pretty well for fourth in two of his three runs. The miss in between was the Gosford Cup. Pace came out of the race. Chad Schofield decided to make a move and he went before the turn and he just didn't finish off. So I think that was a bit of a forgive run. But to ridden quiet here out to 2,400, I think he can run well. Five military mission is up in class, but he's coming along well. The slightly raced import, big drop in weight. I think at $1.80 is probably poison, to be fair, but I think he can certainly take catching. Four Irish sequel. Uh, last couple, he's missed a place since winning at Randwick second up, but his runs haven't been too bad, and I think the step-up in trip will help. And one Taika Mochi might be an improver. Uh, he gets his chance up in trip to ride the speed and find some form. Three on top, though, from five, four, and one. Yeah, with the five on top, military mission, uh, just going really well, this prep. He's been thereabouts in all four starts. I think a pretty promising, went down a pretty promising one in Hammer on last start, and Despite that, towards carrying eight kilos left, uh, eight kilos less, <clears throat> it was a good effort there at Gosford. 
Um, on top for me, the five. Six in next, Bonnie Ezra. I think another going well. I uh, love the tough win. Two back at Scone. Kabosh has then since run well in a derby, Queensland derby. And then last week, no match for Maricopa, who um, turned its form around with the, on the heavy nine. But look, stuck on well there for seconds. Um, did Bonnie Ezra. Going well. Up to 54 kilos here. In for third, Papalino. Uh, ready now, fourth up, and in for fourth, the four Irish sequel. Um, not a race I'm overly keen to play into. Five, six, three, and four. All right, Joel, uh, your, these 10 race cards start fairly early in the day, especially if you're over in Perth. Um, what, um, but you are starting us off quite early with your specials. Yeah, my best bet, race one, number two, back rower. Get the turkey early, hopefully. I think he's a really nice colt, this. Uh, I remember hearing Michael Friedman speak about some of his two-year-olds um, on the radio early last year, and he did give this horse quite a push. He trialled in the spring and then was coming back for the autumn, and he had a slight issue, so they had to uh, turn him out, miss the autumn. Uh, he's come back um, sort of late in the season. I thought he was very impressive at Newcastle. He'd been trialling well. Uh, but the presence of Metallicity meant he went out at pretty good odds in that race. It was a strong win. It looks a couple of nice types here in Madame Pomery and Baroque Road. This could be a pretty strong off-season race, but I'm keen on back rower. So I made him my best. Uh, my value is Papalino, which we touched on, race five, number three. And my roughie, race seven, number one, Moran. I think he's crazy odds at $26, uh, this import. He ran very well second up at Gosford in the cup there behind New Marion. And then last time out at Rose Hill in the Lord Mayor's Cup, had a very tough run, just couldn't get in. He was wide all the way. I thought he was pretty brave to finish midfield. He'll be fitter for that. He's drawn better. Stays down in the weights, 53 and a half. Arapaho's very short off an, what an, it was an amazing looking win last time out, but he was $21 there and now he's 280. So I think that's inflated the odds of all the others, and including Moran, who looks a good each way play. Yeah, my best comes up in race three. And with the four African Daisy, um, American Pharaoh Philly, look, like the look of her um, two starts this, this time in. The win at Wyong first up, <clears throat> provincial level, maiden grade, and she romped in by over five. I mean, came wide at Scone last start and, and really worked home nicely at 1,600 metres. The rides to 1,800 metres will really suit her. Wet tracks, no problem. Um, three kilo claimer on here, but means she carried 54 kilos from the inside draw. Um, he ticks a lot of boxes, African Daisy. Race three, number four. The best, the value comes up in race seven with the 12 Zing, who just think really looking for 1,800 metres now. The two runs on face value this prep were okay. The fresh run was was pretty good behind a, a noted wet tracker, a rock hard fit one in Taxu. Should be at all by that horse there. And then last start, long way back and sort of just little bit plain to the eye, but she's better than that. Um, I think a good third up record and um, these heavy tracks won't be too much of a problem. Down 52 kilos as well. So I think Zing, if she can show her best, she'll uh, give this a shake. For sure, race seven, number 12. We are racing at Flemington in the city of Melbourne on Saturday and uh, good fields throughout the day as we continue to work through the various series that culminate early in July on grand final day. Um, the track is a heavy eight or was Thursday morning. A few showers through to race day, but uh, good drying track and uh, nothing too torrential. So 
we might get back into the soft range. Joel, what did you find for us at Flemington? Yeah, pretty tricky program. Um, my best is race six, number one, Duke of Plumpton, who's already met with some support. He went up $18, which I think was a bit silly. He's into around 10 or 11 now. On the quick backup, he's performed well on an eight-day backup in the past. So hopefully that's not going to be an issue. I thought his first up run at Flemington was good. He stayed at the mile at Caulfield last week and just had no luck. Forget the 11th. He was uh, jogging in behind them for the last furlong. So I think that, you know the quick backup off a very soft run shouldn't be an issue. I think he's ready to win third up. So I've made him my best. And my value, race seven, I think this has come up at big odds, around 40 to one. Number 11, Heavenly Eagle. He is a promising type, this bloke. He showed a bit in his first prep, given a short break. He won at Ballarat first up on the wet and then went to Sandown last start. They drew wide, rode him cold. He charged through the middle of the field and just missed. There was a bit of depth for that race. I dare say that's how they'll ride him again from a wide draw. But uh, big track suits. I think he's just going to keep on improving this bloke. So I thought he would sort of be a 15 to 20 to 1 chance. So he'd probably around double his odds. It'd be a good play each way. My best comes up in right, <coughs> excuse me, race four. The claimants. Um, like a look at this Golding. He was a very dominant uh, cram and maiden winner early in the prep. Then went straight to a Vobas size Giddies race and from a long way back charge home in the third. It was an excellent performance. Um, started joint favourite last start up to 2,000 metres and, and pulled up lame. Wasn't been far, but pulled up lame there, so you have to be forgiving of that. Stayed 2,000. Um, carry 52 kilos after the claim to Josh Richards. Um, I think this is a nice race for him. Good, good, good draw on barrier six. <coughs> um, pretty keen on him. Uh, race four, number five, the claimant. The value comes up in the race prior, race three, with the 13, Ballarouge who is a, it's a nice filly from the Chris Wallace stable. First up run at Kensington and Sydney um, with 60 kilos on a heavy nine. Thought she ran pretty well there. Um, the, the form around her, I think, throughout her career has been been quite good. She's bumped into some good ones. Um, back onto a dry track, I don't think will hurt her. 54 kilos. <clears throat> um, I think she's over the odds, Belarus. She's a pretty promising filly who can measure up to some um, other promising ones she comes, across, comes against here. Race three, number 13, my value. Uh, my best in the paper is race uh, up against Joel's is uh, race six, number five, Welsh legend. But I am a little bit concerned the wetter the track gets with Welsh legend. But I just thought that um, good win last start and uh, hard to ignore that very close second over 2,000 metres to Wetwar uh, back in December. But I'm going to switch for the podcast. I'm going to go... Nice and early, race one, number one. Warning, I think Super runs second up, which uh, is uh, now seven, starts without a placing second up at, at Super, fourth in the Ramsden. Back to 2,500, the Derby journey, uh, the, uh, the journey over which he won the Derby. Uh, and uh, his only other run at this trip is good as well. So uh, warning for my best. My value bet is not much value because it's five bucks, but it's race five, number 15, mask up. Um Certainly uh, won, won his first couple and caught the eye last time uh, running on and should just about get the money again. Race five, number 15. They are racing on the Parks track at Morfordville on Saturday, Daniel. And uh, your best comes up in the fifth. Yeah, looks a promising stay. It does the four. Hoi Hoi, 
last start winner at Sale uh, had the nice run there near the speed, but looked pretty impressive um, winning that day. I think rising in trip to 90, 1,950 metres will certainly suit him. He sort of stepped out over this sort of trip um, last last prep and, and ran well, ran well in town at Sandown Lakeside behind Mr. Cancun over 2,100 metres. So I think he's a horse on the up and with this rise in distance, it's certainly going to help. So he's the best on the card. Race five, number four. In for, as the, the value, um, my, comes up in race two with the 12 spiritual gal, uh, Angus Chung, an informed Angus Chung, takes a ride, which was pretty good first up at Murray Bridge. She led them up that day, just no match for Sabermetric late. That horse has run well with excuses next time out. Um, carries 52 and a half kilos after the claim for Angus Chung and um, looks a pretty pretty weak um, maiden um, early in the day at Morpherville. So... <clears throat> With the 12, spiritual girl, I think definitely worth an each-way bet, race two. Any thoughts on Adelaide, Joel? No, nothing for me there, Barks. All right, we head over to Perth, where there is one black-type race at Belmont. It is race eight, the rack on two stakes, over 1,400 metres for three-year-olds. And a man in Perth, Greg Hooper, likes number five, devoted to beat one Rockinori, four Search and Rocks, and seven Stay Safe. Hoops is best. Uh, is at a fairly short price, but should win and uh, anchor your quaddies. Uh, that is race seven, number nine, other one, Sun. And his value better at around six bucks is race nine, number one, all day session. Well, Joel, the listeners have been crying out for a bit of NZ information. And earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are racing at Wanganui and Avondale. Yes, um, there's a couple of good programs there on Saturday, although the Wanganui meeting have just been moved to Waverley, I think, in the last couple of hours. So Waverley, a nearby race course. Wanganui have got a few issues with their track, apparently, but um, it is going to be heavy, and I think there's been a minor change to a couple of the distances, but uh, it won't change anything in terms of my bets because I'm pretty keen on Channel Surfer in race four. Um, I had something on him during my holidays at his first start. He went out 50 to 1, and you guessed it, he ran fourth, but a real eye catcher. Um, he's going to be far harder in the market here. And I guess the query is that was a dry track his first start. Now we're going to be on a heavy tent. But it was a good run. I think he's a nice, uh, promising galloper. So I'll be buttering up with him. Race four, number two. And my value is race three, number 13. Can't say too much. Showed a bit of uh, promise last prep. Was in good form prior to going for a spell. Two runs on the heavy for a duck egg, but has had excuses both times. So I'm not putting a pen through him on the wet. And I expect him to be very competitive first up. Uh, Looks well placed, uh, certainly on some of his best form. Uh, Avondale, my best bet, comes up in the last race. Seven, number two, Fontaine. She was an impressive winner first up. She then went to a wait-for-age stakes race. And performed very well to finish fifth. She looks well-placed coming back to 74 grade. And tricky program, but I've made my value at race one, number five, Mighty Moose. Two starts, two ninths. So hard to step in with a lot of confidence. But owned in Hong Kong, this bloke, he was very heavily backed first start into $2.80 favourite. He was wide, had a tough run, and uh, had some breathing issues. He then failed at his next start. But he resumes here. A couple of gear changes. Watch the market. I think he's better than what we've seen to date, so expecting some improvement. Uh, all righty. 
that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, uh, we had a bit of joy via Dan while you were away, Joel, but uh, we've trained off a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, yes, I managed to get Starry Legend rolled at a short price last week and uh, no laughing matter was no laughing matter, Dan. Uh, but, Joel, you're fresh and uh, ready to burst out of the blocks first up. What do you got for us? Yeah, it will certainly be bursting out of the blocks because we're not wasting any time. So day race one, Rose Hill, number two, back rower. I'm going to go to Flemington for mine. Race four, the claimant. And I'm going to go to Flemington with a horse that I didn't mention, but uh, is one that I've probably mentioned before because it's one of my Tasmanian pals. And that is Hella, the former very smart Tasmanian filly who uh, came over and had an end of prep failure in the Australasian Oaks and then didn't come up. In the spring, appears to have come up this time, though second uh, on resuming to Blaze Fourth, which is no disgrace because that is what Blaze Fourth does, is just knock off uh, short price favourites, does it very, very often. Uh, but Hella, now that uh, she's back, I think can win, and that's race three, number two, at Clemington. So that takes us out for another podcast, leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already in the shop's first thing Friday morning. It is online. As we speak to you with uh, the form for Pappenham Friday, fields and colours and tips for everywhere else and overviews on the Friday and then our normal Saturday and Sunday coverage. Plenty of great reading besides. So do make sure you get out and pick that up. Meanwhile, have a great weekend. Back plenty of winners and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.